Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Not So Native Podcast. Let me introduce your host. My name is Rob Lamb. And I'm Aaron Bailey. Kick back and let us take you on a journey as we explore some of Arizona's most fascinating people, places, and things to do. Are you ready? The Not So Native Podcast would like to welcome back our sponsor, MLR Professional Tax and Accounting Service, 623-505-7141. MLR Professional Tax and Accounting provides personal and business tax and accounting services. Looking for help with your business or personal tax returns this year? Choose the firm we choose at the Not So Native Podcast, MLR Professional Tax and Accounting, 623-505-7141. There's never a charge to talk. Got my lovely wife guest hosting with us here, Stephanie Lamb, and we are at the entrance to where? Fort Arizona. We're at the entrance of Fort Arizona with the magical man himself, <laughs> Dave O'Connell, director animal staff here at the park. Nice. All right. <laughs> well, let's take a walk through the big gates. It's, you're right. It is like walking through Jurassic Park or you something ginormous. Always gotta watch your back. Someone jump out and get you. Now, did they have to have uh, private investors in this to get this uh, thing going, or was the, it public? Or? At the beginning, so it was privately owned, so at the beginning we had a lot more investors that we worked with, but I believe, and I'm not positive about this, I think the owners worked it out where it's now down to two or three. So, oh, wow. so the park is doing great. We've been up like 20% almost every year since we've opened, so it's everything is going right. Wow, nice. Now you direct us where we're going to go. Cool. We're on the walking portion of the of the park awesome. so we can walk around and there's a big old peacock fluffing out over that's there. That's right, that's right. So I figured we'll start with the part I call Old Old Arizona, which isn't okay. that old because we're only, we'll be nine in May. And then we'll work to the kind of the newer enclosures that we built the past two, three years. Okay, sounds so great. So we'll start, we're kind of walking towards, next to we have a snack shack and bathrooms and our bird show, which is cool. They fly the birds right over your head, bird of prey show. Oh, it's uh, birds of prey? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, they're, we might really have good. to come back and... Yeah, get, a, sure. get an audio of that for Ryland. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then we're going to start out, we'll walk up to the beaver enclosure. Oh. oh. Which is overflowing. One second, let staff know. Oh, well, oh, there they are. Is it, is it just one? Just one beaver, yeah. <laughs> so that there is Frenchie Toast. We call her Frenchie. Frenchie Toast. She's a beaver. And we're overflowing the pond, but the thing is, you can tell she is. She loves it. Oh, she's oh yeah, she's, she's happy. Yeah, so she's Barnyard. just rooting around in the mud. Very much out, she'll build a dam. Yeah, <laughs> so it's funny, right? So these animals have their natural, like these natural behaviors that they want to do. And Look beavers, at her digging. They like to dig things and they like to dam things up. So that's one of the challenges of keeping them in our care is how do we have this big pond that they're not going to try to dam up. And one thing we've noticed these guys is that they like to bring mud and sticks down to the drain on the bottom and just pack it full. Oh! And so it's like every other day we're out there cleaning mud and rocks out of the bottom. Just she's to, like, what are you doing? I just did this. We're trying yeah. to give you clean water. She's trying to make it muddy. But <laughs> nice. if she's happy, we're happy. Nice. She's having fun. Nice. Oh, yeah. She's happy. Good. <laughs> How so, often do they do the live shows? The bird show is three times a day, uh, 11, 1, and 3. And this time of year, January, February, all the animals get a little mini vacation, so they only do shows on the weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, <coughs> and this, so this is supposed to be a porcupine? This is a porcupine enclosure. So they're actually hiding in their den right now. Oh, they're there. Uh, they're in the back there. It's tough to see them right now, but... They're always, they'll be out in a little while, I'm sure. As we walk back around, we'll be able to check them out. Cool. But that is Spike and Lois. Spike, Spike and Lois. And Lois. <laughs> well, my son and I have been reading this book called Rascal. It's written back in, uh, probably in the 50s, but it's set in the early 30s in Wisconsin. Let's go there. And they're talking about porcupines and nice. beavers and all that stuff. It's, Rascal is a raccoon. Rascal yeah. is a raccoon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. It's a it's a great book, a great story too, as cool. well. So one of the fun things that 
uh, we like about the park and you saw it as we went through the drive through but again in Ford is kind of just the feeling that you get that you're just kind of in the woods and so you yes. walk out you're walking through a bunch of huge ponderosa pine trees and there we have a bunch of enclosures but we kind of try to keep them spread out a little bit to leave some of the natural environment there so it just, you feel like you're immersed in the habitat rather than walking up and looking into it uh-huh this enclosure that we're walking past is the new one we're working on. We're actually going to get a bald eagle to go in there. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're working on building some of the fencing and getting some of the perches up. But hopefully in the next month or so, we'll have a bald eagle at the park. That'll be awesome. Yeah, it'll be great. We, uh, <laughs> we were recently in Virginia, and we're watching at this one pond that we were nearby. And we got to watch some bald eagles go fishing. Oh, that's cool. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's just... Oh. Snatch them right out of the lake. Yeah, it's just the neatest thing to watch a, watch a bald eagle snatch a, oh, no. snatch a critter out of, the, out of the lake. And they're so good at it. Yeah. These are badgers? These are badgers. The honey badgers don't care. Honey badgers don't care. <laughs> These guys care a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much. Yeah. I scared him. I was talking about the honey badger. He's like, he oh, went no. in and hide. So this is Frank and Annie. So... F- so Frank is the one in the back along the wall, and Annie's up, uh, or in her shelter there staring at us. Uh-huh. And they are badgers in, in true form, feisty little badgers. They are, uh... Oh, yeah. They are tough. It's like Dave's here. I'm hissing at that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dave guy. I've seen it. Oh, look at this big red fox. Is that a red fox up that here? That is red fox. We have, we have three red foxes, and one is actually white. Wow. <laughs> doesn't make sense but it's a marbled red fox and marbled red foxes are silvery white they have black on them uh, but the other two are red fox in true form wow look at that that guy's just sitting in there the in the grass just, oh. just being a fox just sunning yeah. himself yeah. that is francis so we have francis up on the rock our marbled red cassidy laying in the grass there and stitches up front here posing for everybody oh look at him <laughs> look at him posing yeah, he's like, yeah, take my picture. I'm Foxy. I'm yeah, Foxy. That's right. And they always look so good this time of year when they have their, their winter coat on. They look all thick and fluffy. Oh, And then when undercoat. they go in the summertime and they start losing all the outside stuff, they look tiny and just mm. scraggly. What's the animal that has its half horse, half human? It's like on Hercules, it's the oh, little guy. Uh, centaur. 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 That's what they remind me of. Because yeah. they'll lose Look all that front stuff first and they'll have a big pluff, fluffy fluffy butt and then their <laughs> front will be all thin. And... Oh. Hey, Savannah, you know how to speak turkey. Go ahead. Yeah, talk, you got it. I want to hear it. Talk, talk turkey to the turkey. <laughs> and that... Can you say Savannah? Cobble, That turkey's name is Joe. Hi, Joe. Joe the turkey. He was actually, somebody had him... Uh, he's got a funny story. So a lady had a couple turkey turkeys that they had gotten to eat, and there was one turkey that they she fell in love with, and they just couldn't eat. So she kept him as a pet, and that's Joe here. And then she passed away, and the kids who then uh, came into having a turkey didn't know what to do with it. So they called <laughs> us, and they're like, "You guys want a turkey?" And in most people's experience with turkeys, they aren't friendly animals, uh, right? And they're like, "You can put him in your barn, or he'll be great." And I was thinking, I don't. I feel like that's not true. And they asked me, come on, just take Joe. He's the nicest turkey ever. And they sent a picture, and he's so beautiful. I thought they got beautiful. the picture out of a magazine. And so I was like, all right, bring him in. If he isn't working in the barnyard, we'll put him on the other side of the fence where we don't have to worry about him. And when they got here, they picked up Joe out of the crate and handed him to me. And I was like, wow. he is the nicest turkey. But he loves people so much, sometimes we got to give him a break. So yeah. he has his own little side enclosure here that we'll nice. put him in. Oh. So he can just have some alone time? Yeah, some alone time. <laughs> He's a people turkey. That's right. That's him. <laughs> nice to meet you, Joe. <laughs> yep, looking good, Joe. Oh, so this is the barnyard? Yep, this is the barnyard. Oh, is this like a petting zoo? Is yep. that? That's exactly what it is. Oh. I always love the goats. Don't pick up or chase animals. That's all, <laughs> that's that's right. all the rules. That's all of them. Yep. Yeah. So Rob, and, don't oh. chase the animals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm I'll, sorry, but... I'll be on my best behavior. <laughs> All right, listen to that door squeak. I love it. Nice, isn't it? Realistic. <laughs> yeah. 
It's, it's like real, Dave. It's yeah. so weird. We put that squeak in the gate because we didn't want everybody to think it's perfect. Right. So we had right. some varnish. Yeah, we had, we had some problems. I love the... Uh, the, the walkways are all nice. It's very handicap friendly. Yeah. It's very uh, perfect for people who have back problems or anything like that. Easy walking. Easy we could probably get your, get your mom around here, Savannah, Stephanie. And, uh, all right. Everybody likes a goat. You got some goats here? Yes, we do. We have six goats and two sheep. Six goats and two sheep. All right. And we're, we're, I wouldn't stand behind them. I, I never stand behind any animal. I just don't trust them. <laughs> you know guys, what I mean? These guys are used to it, but oh. normally I would totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go in there and pet them, Ryland. Go ahead and put your hand on them. one you guys are petting. That's Tootsie. Tootsie. Tootsie, Daisy, Sweetie. This is, let's see. So they all look, so the one that... The darker one there, that is Gidget, and we have Maylee and Miley. Oh, yeah. Maylee and Miley said the name wrong. They are, uh, what, what kind of, I know that there's like, uh, I, I used to have a friend who was in 4-H, you know, tell me, that, that's that's this kind of goat. That's a, you yeah. can't, like, Whatever. It's a goat, man. That's a it's goat. a goat. We have but, three goats here. So we, we have, uh, uh, I can't even say the words. A boar goat, a Nubian goat, and the uh, pygmy goat. Oh, the little ones. Yeah, that's why they're mm -hmm. so tiny. Nice, nice. And then there's the darker one, Gidget. Yeah, Gidget and those and her two babies there, okay. Maisie and oh, Miley. Oh, those are her babies. Yeah, those are hers. Oh. Uh, <laughs> those are the the pygmies. Nice. And then what? What are those over there? Sheep. Those are Dorper sheep. Uh-huh. So those guys are self-shearing sheep, so we don't have to do it. Self-shearing sheep. Sorry, I gotta make our work easy sometimes. Well, you know, Bob, I'm looking a little uh, a little bit mangly over here. Uh, uh, I'll go shear myself. Yeah. <laughs> Just think about it, it falls off. Yeah. There That's you a go. barnyard guy named Brock. Hi. Hi Brock. <laughs> you got some more uh, Do you have volunteers here? We or is so, it all staff? It's all staff. We one of the things that's cool about Sean is that the owner is that he's like, you know, if somebody's working for me, I want to pay him. And nice. so he's like, he's like, they're they're working, they're getting money for it. Now so, I saw a sign on the way in mm -hmm. that said, "Haul water, get a free pass" or something. Yeah. Oh, tell so, us a little bit about so that. So we have Arizona has a big well that Sean put in, uh, and just for the park, so we didn't have to worry about hauling in water to this location. And the well is big enough that we made a, a pay station we have a treatment plan all that so we can sell to the public oh. and so he did a deal where and i don't know the exact deal but where if you haul enough water you'll get a free pass or everybody that does haul water gets a pass something like that so oh. they get to come visit the park but that's what it is nice yeah. so they don't have to bring water to you they haul water <laughs> yeah, for yeah. themselves yeah they haul for themselves okay see so me being the <laughs> ignoramus that i am i i misunderstood that i thought well if i bring some water That's to the right. park here here's 17 water bottles <laughs> yeah. can i get in for free 100 ounces of water let me in <laughs> that's a sweet deal though yeah yeah uh, this must be your crow enclosure that's right We're Raven. full of them Are you a homeowner? Are high electric bills busting your budget? Well, do what I did and call Charlie Miller with Argent Solar, 623-734-6011. Argent Solar has an A-plus rating with the BBB and zero complaints with the Arizona Registrar of Contractors. Save money by harnessing the power of the sun. Call Charlie Miller, 623-734-6011, 623-734-6011. What was the movie up? Yeah. Squirrel! Yeah. Squirrel! Yeah. Squirrel! As you hear our bus drivers when they go through the park, that's what they're like. Ooh, squirrel. <laughs> and then this puff the chicken. That's the little little white chicken that it's full grown. Yeah, full grown. Uh, very pretty. It's a silky chicken is what kind it is. Uh-huh. It's just a weird breed of chicken. It's it's very cute. <laughs> it's you know, that might be that might be fun to have around the house as a pet, Stephanie. Does it lay eggs? It lay eggs. It uh, hold this everything a chicken does, and it's a little bit smaller. Oh, okay. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to sell her on backyard chickens, but uh, she hasn't seemed to buy into it yet. But, you know. Buy me some acreage. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Deal's a deal. <laughs> All right. So that's the barnyard, and we got this is Mushu. She's one of our older goats here. Yeah. She's like she's falling asleep standing up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stand close to this tree. <laughs> yeah. Just I usually fall over to the right, so <laughs> if I if I do fall asleep, uh, it'll be soft. It'll be soft. <laughs> so she is actually one of the first. Uh, barnyard animals that we had at the park when we opened up so oh. she's she's ancient yeah, yeah. Still, still good though she's still. like nine years old yeah nice oh candy wrapper that's right try to keep your trash yourself out here at the barnyard because if not those little animals will want to eat it come on in they will, they will attempt to eat it with a smile yeah all right Alright. Alright, well we'll let you in. Just don't open that other door until everybody's in. There you go. Get you a t-shirt. Yeah. Start working here. Yeah, there you go. So you can kind of see there's, like I mentioned, there's lots of space in between enclosures just so. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, also in the future, we're only nine years old, so if we want to add mountain lions or one of our, our kind of goal animal is the brown bears that we have lots of places to put them when we build a giant or even if you wanted to add like a train ride to pile a whole bunch of people on the <laughs> sidewalk <laughs> it's giant yeah. no just teasing. Oh, look, okay so funny story we were we were out on the verde canyon railway one day nice uh, oh yeah it's a it's a great ride too but we're out riding on the verde canyon railway and my, uh, as we're driving, riding along, there's this whole herd of javelina that was running. There's probably about 15 like of them. Like running down along the river. And, cool. And uh, my mother-in-law says, look, aren't those habaneros? <laughs> like, no, like, no, no, no. Yeah, no. a whole herd of peppers running. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it, Mom. We, we love to give her a hard time about it. And, so here's a and, whole bunch of habaneros. <laughs> take, take a picture of that habanero and send it to your, <laughs> yeah. your nana. <laughs> That's He's funny. posing right in the middle of the sun for you. Yep. That's perfect. <laughs> so the, in here we have Bacon Bits, Olivia, Joe, and Jerome. Oh bacon goodness. Bits. Bacon yep. Bits. Bacon Bits was one of the youngsters that we had. He's not a youngster anymore, but He's pretty. They're, they're actually pretty. I know that they uh, can be a mean critter, but yeah. I mean, what critter isn't going to be mean Heck around yeah. its babies? Yep. And Truth. and that's the only way that they survive. So. Yeah. And these guys, Havelina, are known for having pretty poor eyesight, so they got to be extra tough when some unknown animal comes close. Because it's not, it's not like like we can see stuff coming our ways off and can prepare ourselves. When you have poor eyesight, it's like it shows up, and then there's something there all of a sudden. So you pretty much just got to fight or flight. So they get all tough and scary, hissing. They got some monster teeth in their mouth mm-hmm. that are big. They're just they're big, and now, then they run off after that. Do they sometimes grow tusks? So tusks in the sense of they're they're actually in the same family as the warthog. Oh, uh, okay. So they're they're not related to pigs, even though they kind of look like that. They're closer related to warthogs, and warthogs have those big tusks. So Havelina have a tusk-like tooth in their mouth, and I don't know if scientifically it's called a tusk still, but it it definitely has that same effect. It's just a giant teeth, two Gi- up on top and two on the bottom. Well, well. <coughs> This uh, this definitely looks like a big animal because there's big toys in there. That's right. For it to play. So the this is one of our younger bear enclosure. We call it our Kinder Bear enclosure. And right now we have two uh, young rescue males who we got this past summer, and they're sleeping in their den. They're kind of tough to see. Oh and yeah. Some of the some of the bears hibernate. Some of them don't. What we normally see is the younger bears will hibernate because they're kind of you know it's like being a teenager. You sleep for 12 hours a day. So as they're growing, they sleep a lot. Uh-huh. So these guys sleep in their den, but was, their story is kind of cool. So this past summer, uh, we had a pretty bad drought, and there's lots of kind of bear interactions with people. And unfortunately, that often leads to animals being euthanized because they're so intelligent. If you move away, they're going to come back. Mm-hmm. So these bears' mother was euthanized, and they found a home for the bear cubs, and that's Arizona. So now... Uh, 
they're growing up, they're happy and healthy, and they'll be here to educate people about why, how you want to interact with bears so that hopefully there aren't any others that end up like their mom did, which right. is unfortunate, but if it had to happen because it's it's sad to think about. Maybe we don't agree with it, but when a human life is at stake, animal loses most yeah, of the right. time. Yeah, so, yeah. And bears are big, dangerous animals. So you were talking earlier about the, the babies liking to climb. That's right. So is that why we've got the the metal wrapping? Uh, so nice camouflage, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. You, you'd never know that that was not part of the tree. It's so weird. But, so uh, it, it's on there for climbing, but not because we want them to not climb. It's actually on there because when the bears climb trees, they're, you got to have some big nails oh, yeah, to yeah. dig in those things. And so when a tree, when the bark is shredded all the way around the tree, it's called girdling, and the tree will die. Oh. And ponderosa is being a very... Long-growing tree, like it's not something we can just buy ten more ponder, you know, forty-foot ponderosas and bring in. We try to protect the trees so that they're here forever, and the mm. only way we can do that is by wrapping the trees so that the bears can't climb them, which stinks because that's we want the want bears. To do. That's what we want the yeah. bears to do. So we give them lots of other toys uh, to mess around with. That's why we have all those big tubes and things we're going to play on, and we'll stack up logs. We brought some other trees in there and stacked them up. So there's still things for them to climb and learn how to climb, but for the sake of protecting the trees. Otherwise, we'd have a giant field. They climb up on the rocks and everything? They do, they climb on all these rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Not this one here, because they yeah. climb out, but the rest of them, they're good yeah. to climb up there. Yeah. <coughs> nice. So let's see, we'll go this way, sure. right here towards Bobcats and our cool. reindeer barn again, and then we'll come back and see raccoons, our other bear cubs, and otters and jags. Okay. <coughs> so one thing that's fun is, uh, all times of year at Arizona, there's kind of there's always something different to see, and I usually go by seasons. But winter, you get to see animals in the snow, right? And it's not uh-huh. often you get to see that. And springtime, we usually have lots of babies around. Fall is fall is just a crisp, fun time of year to be outside. So that's yeah. that's what I count that as. And then summertime is just everything's up, moving around a lot. Oh, there so it there's is. always cool stuff to see, but. Uh, winter is one of the more fun ones because of the snow but also we do something called wild wonderland so during uh, December we have Mrs. Claus comes to the park and reads stories and we actually give uh, presents as enrichment to the animals each night that we do wild wonderland so we'll wrap up like for bobcats I don't know if you guys could guess what they would want to open up and find their presents. But chicken. Chicken, yeah, chicken, <laughs> mice, rats, tasty stuff like that. So we'll actually uh, wrap up their food in in like presents and give them to them at night. So And we'll have lights on. There's Christmas lights that play to music Aww. every half hour. It's lots of fun stuff to see. But it's just another thing for people to come up in the middle of winter when it's like maybe you're in Phoenix. You're like, man, we should got to get out of the house, go do something. You can come up to Arizona and hang out for the day, look at the animals, and then... What's this one's name? This is Sig. Sid? Sig. Sig. S-I-G, and uh, his girlfriend is Remy, which is short for Remington. So they're both named after guns, okay. which you'd only find in Williams, Arizona. Oh, oh there she is. She's oh, right she below right us. Yeah. Holy so, cow. So that's Remy. <laughs> and the way I tell the difference is if you look at Sig's shoulders, he has those big dark oh, lines yeah. on there. Oh, yeah, Somebody yeah. told me they were angel wings. <laughs> I don't believe that, but... <laughs> oh, man, they're beautiful. But, but it, it definitely distinctively marks him. Yeah. Are their tails naturally that short? Yep, that's well, where they get the name yeah. Bobcat from. Okay, so, so that is Bobtail, that is yeah. Okay. I tell you what. <laughs> you know, John, let me tell you what. Let, let's take a look here at this cat. You know, that cat's got a really long tail and that cat's got a kind of short tail. It's got Bobtail. Yeah, well, I guess we'll call that one a Bobcat. Yeah, it's a cat. It's got Bobtail. must be a Bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I tell you. So the bobcats are on the same group of animals as a lynx. So their scientific okay. name is lynx rufus. So they have a lot of other characteristics like the ring lynx, nice big padded feet for sneaking up on their prey. They're cats, so they're incredible predators and they're great at adapting to all types of environments. So the lynx is found in the United States south is Colorado and bobcats are found over the entire continent. So they adapt to pretty much all environments, just like coyote, I guess. Yeah. When you're feeding them, do you ever toss in uh, live? We never feed anything live except for the bad children that parents bring. Okay, uh, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> no, we don't feed any live animals to the... And the problem is, you think about it, is you get that 
It's the one time you get that one just really badass chicken that's going to do some work, and you throw it in there with Sig here, and Sig gets beat up by a chicken. That's where we run into problems, <laughs> right? So we have to be careful about doing that. So we don't feed any live uh, any live food to the animals. We're, we're trying to maintain your dignity, Sig. That's what we're trying to do. All right. Good times, good times. And then down here is one of our off-exhibit reindeer. So you can still see them from the other side. Oh, nice. So you can drive nice. through and see reindeer nice. in their big enclosure in the drive-through. Or you can, in the walk-through, walk up and check them out and see them there. Oh, look at there. Got a nice big barn all to himself. Look, it looks all Christmassy still. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. The only thing better would be to have Santa Claus come walking out the barn. <laughs> yeah. Now, what did you say this one's name is? That is Bud. Bud, Bud. it's right there. there. Oh, there it is, right there. That is Bud. And he is our, our biggest uh, male reindeer that we have. Oh, he's the one that you were talking about on the previous episode that had to be separated because he was he was getting a little bit too anxious. Yeah, he's getting yeah. a little ruddy, <laughs> so we call it. So he came in here, we separate him from the females, and, and eventually we'll leave him and let them breed if that's what the animals want to do. But just for now, we didn't. they're young enough that we don't need them to have right, babies, right. and with young animals you can run into complications. So for that sense, we're like, no, let's split them just so we don't have to worry about it till okay. they're old enough. So that's what Bud is doing. How, uh, how life. tall is he? So Bud... On average. If... Compared to other animals, he's in between like a mule deer and an elk. But okay. uh, compared to me, I'm about six foot. He's like to his shoulder. He's probably it's probably four feet to his shoulder. Oh, okay. And his antlers are maybe up five and a half feet. Uh-huh. And he's only so right now, yeah, he's only a year and a half old. And reindeer have the fastest growing antler of all the deer species. So, at a, a mature male reindeer can grow antlers an inch and a half a day. Really? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's, wow. That's, that's wild. <laughs> so they grow up nice and fast. And what's also funny is that reindeer are the only species of deer that both the males and females have antlers, oh. where most of the time it's just males. Yes, right. yes. So the reason is males grow antlers so they can fight and grow their harem of ladies. And then <laughs> once, once rut is over and uh, there's a bunch of pregnant females their antlers fall off and the females have antlers to be able to protect their babies oh, from other well, animals so gosh, man, yeah, tell you what, it works good this all makes that's sense smart. man yeah. i'll tell you what that's a that's a nice rack bud's got <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah it is he's probably a good 12 pointer you know are we are we carrying on so, this way? So or? this is the end of the path here, and this is where eventually one day we hope to build our brown bear enclosure. But for now, there's nothing down. There's, okay. Oh. Turn around. All right. We do have a cave, so uh, some of our the younger bears who we were talking about earlier, they have two caves across their enclosure to where this one is an indoor one. that You can go inside and look at them in their cave, but they're just not in there right now. Oh, okay. Sleeping in their other cave. Look at that. She's got a little chipmunk hanging out of her pocket. <laughs> Looks like an otter. Oh, is that an otter? Yeah, I think that might See, be an otter. That's why you have the wildlife degree, <laughs> yeah. and and I just talk. A, they that's taught us it. staring at stuffed animals like, what species is this? <laughs> otter. <laughs> that's funny. Is if, he, if you ask me the last animal I'd want to have in my pocket, I think it'd be an otter. Yeah? It's a good thing they're cute, because if they weren't, nobody would like them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can be uh, something else. Yeah. yeah, and we're going to see them in a little bit. We actually, just this last summer, opened up our newest enclosure was our North American River Otter enclosure. So tell me, it's a heated swimming pool? Pretty much. Uh, we might have had a pool party right before we opened it. I don't know. May or may not have. Uh, a, we'll check the raccoons out real quick. We haven't oh, seen these guys raccoons. Yet. Yeah. Oh, oh. So oh yeah, look at them. All the raccoons. Hey, raccoons. Do some chirping and whirring, Rylan. <laughs> yeah, chirping and, ch- and churring. So we have four raccoons, yeah. and they're all up in the trees right now. They're up in the trees? Yeah. Let's see. And one is actually uh, in a movie. His name is Trip, and oh. he was in a movie with Brendan Fraser, is what I was told. is called... Uh, Either I think it was Furry of Vengeance or Fury of Vengeance. Oh. <laughs> Gotta be honest, Trip, I've never seen it. Not yet. <laughs> and we have Gurley, Calvin, and Hobbs in here. Calvin oh, and Calvin and Hobbs. Yeah. Now, do they jump from tree to tree, or do they just... Uh... Not really. They, they, they probably could, but they don't. They climb up and back down. 
Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's amazing how agile they are, and they'll sleep up there. Just they'll go really? up to the top. Yeah, people walk through. I'm like, why is this enclosure empty? And it's because the raccoons are all up at the yeah. very top, just sleeping. Oh yeah, there you go. There's a lump up there. It looks oh, yeah, like a raccoon. He's way at the top of that tree. <laughs> Holy cow! They are good climbers. Would you oh, like yeah. to sleep up in the top of a tree, Ryland? <laughs> Shrugging your shoulders doesn't record. <laughs> all right, all right. That's what rascal. That's how big rascal is. How old are these uh, raccoons? These guys are seven years old now. Oh, seven years old. Yeah. Okay. Bringing them shimmy up the tree right there. Right up. Something that's cool yeah. about raccoons is that is their ability to climb. So the reason they have such a good climb ability, let me switch that up, is that they can actually rotate their wrists 180 degrees like we can. So when they climb up the tree, their head is up. Facing upwards, they climb up. But when they climb down, their head is on the bottom. They climb straight down because they rotate their feet around backwards and just climb oh, down. Wow. Drag your claws all the way. Wow. I, I had some uh, a camping experience with raccoons one time. Uh, we we didn't we didn't put the food away into a bin, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they had a party. Nice. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Somebody did. Yeah, they they had a party while we were trying to sleep. <laughs> I yep. bet they enjoyed it. They probably appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ate all the bread and you know all that other stuff. They are masked yeah. Yes, they yeah. are. Reminds me of that movie, The Great Outdoors, yeah. with John Candy. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Open season was pretty good too, but that was a cartoon. The the, the movie was pretty good. Oh, so, what do we got here? These are two more of our rescue bears we got this year. So these are the same age as the boys that we saw before, but these are two females, and we split them. Just they're too young to breed, but we had a big enclosure, and we thought we'd split them up just to give them all a little bit more space. Then once the both the males are fixed, we'll put them all back together. Oh, okay. But they yeah. actually came. We got them here at the park the same about a week after the boys, and they ran into the same problem as the boys did. They came from the Apache Reservation, uh, and were brought here to the park when their mother was going through campsites nightly for weeks at a time. So, oh. sad story, but again, a good lesson to learn from. So now you said. You said that all the all the males have been fixed here? So, yeah, depending on the animal, we, we don't let all of our animals breed, only some. And with the bears, uh, there's enough bears and human care across the country that there's no need to breed oh, them. Yeah, and we're okay. getting rescues in so often now that we're always going to have bear cubs. Not that our goal is to have bear cubs, but people just like to see them. Well, uh, it's it's in the name. It's in the, it's in the name, <laughs> so we like having bears at Bearzona. kind of fits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go this way so we so all the males here at the park uh, the bear the male bears have been neutered so that we won't have any babies oh okay yeah. i still see some of the christmas lights up that's right we oh, leave yeah. year we round. Leave, leave them up year round yep year round all stay right. up there. that's why i like it because the lady that puts them up i think a loser mine she had to take them down and put them up <laughs> every year yeah. she might yeah. she, that might she might only last like two years if that was her only job Oh, here's the heated swimming pool. Yeah, this is it. So this is our newest enclosure called Otter Mountain. And it's, it's really neat. We built a, about a 45,000-gallon pond for them. Wow. <laughs> and the otters, they have a waterfall, a nice little slide in the creek. Oh, look at them. In. Yeah. Otters, hey. Yeah, there we go. Oh, look at them. Just dove right in. Hi, guys. Look at them swimming over here. They're like, you got any fish? Yeah. You got any crawdads? Anything we can eat? Look at them. Oh, look at that. They're sitting up to bag and everything. Yeah, they wow. are. Wow. You can't they see them? Cool. Would you mind Yeah, for sure. They're the best. Yeah, they're, they're cool animals. Incredible yeah. swimmers. They have webbed toes to help them propel themselves through the water. Nice big tail. They use it. And it's funny because... Uh, before his enclosure, we had him in the raccoon enclosure that we saw, and you guys saw all the ice in there because that pond will freeze. Right. And the, the otters, like, it's pretty cold right now, and the otters out here swimming, and the pool is not heated. But oh, their coat not. is so thick that the water doesn't actually get all the way to their skin. It stays off, so they kind of have an insulated oh, layer kind of like the air. regular sea otters in yeah. California. Yeah, exactly, same kind of idea. So they can jump into the icy cold water, no problem at all. They have the built-in wetsuit. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Here, Ryland, come here. 
I don't know if Riley can see without picking them up, boosting them up. And then we, what's wrong with the otters is that every day at 11.40 we have an otter feeding, which is probably almost time for. Huh? Ten minutes is the otter feeding, so oh. uh, it's included in your price of admission. You come, we have a bucket of smelt, which is a part of their diet, and everybody gets to throw some fish down the otters. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. We'll come back for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back and check it out. And if we yeah. don't make it, I know a guy who can get some fish. Yeah, you know a guy who can yeah. help us throw some fish I, in? I know a guy. All right. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. See? I'll tell you what. So this is, I, earlier I joked that I called Old Barizona, and then we have New Barizona. And this enclosure is one of the ones I can consider New Barizona. We built this last year. And New Barizona includes the gift shop, the restaurant, and our Jaguar enclosure. Because this oh, is all... This is all kind of our bigger, really extravagant enclosures. Uh-huh. It's Enter real... the gift shop. Nice big gift shop. Good place to take a picture right there. Sitting down into the lap of a bear. Under normal circumstances, you would not want to do that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. To get into the restaurant here it might be hard to record still. Well, no, we'll see what we can do. All right, cool. Coming through the gift shop into the Canyonlands. Canyonlands restaurant. There you go. Because driving through and walking through, you will work up a, a, a hunger and or a thirst. All right. And now we're going to go see the Jaguars. Yeah, if you just real quick, I'll let you guys view this. It's, it's oh. nice. So same as the gift shop, all the rocks outside, it's been carved by artists to different formations. So we did a giant slot canyon. And then behind us on the top of the wall is the Green Canyon. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is absolutely beautiful. It's pretty cool. Wow. And then what's also cool is that from the restaurant, and it's a little bit nicer in the summertime, but we still shovel when there's snow. We have an upper deck that you can view the Jaguars from. So you can eat oh. right next to the Jaguar enclosure. Oh, do you want to go upstairs? Yeah, let's cruise up there. Yeah. Go the let's go upstairs and take a look. One of our Jaguars, Libre, likes to lay up top. So oh. it'd be a good place to view them. Do they also sleep with trees? <laughs> yeah, they could. They pretty much sleep anywhere they feel comfortable. Uh, and... So in the wild, lots of caves up on the rocks, sunning themselves. Trees, if they need to, I'd say they probably wouldn't climb up a ponderosa and sleep because the branches are a little thin, but they're cats, so they definitely could climb if they wanted to. Yeah, perfect. Libre is up here. All right. And this is... So nice big patio. Oh, yeah. Nice big patio. Right next to our Jaguar enclosure. Oh, wow. So this enclosure is... Ooh. One of the largest in the country has 11,000 gallon, uh, 11, sorry, 11,000 square feet, almost 10,000 gallon pond. And right now we have two jags in here. We have Nacho, who's our melanistic or black jaguar, and we have Libre, who is our normal uh, spotted jaguar. <laughs> I love that you guys got a great sense of humor. <laughs> so we actually, Nacho didn't, Libre. we actually didn't name these guys. They came from another facility, and, and they had named them, and they actually got to meet Jack Black when they were younger. Oh. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Uh, so they so they actually got to meet him, and that's where they got the name from. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, you can see it from all these windows up here. Oh, what's, okay. What's also neat is that all the rocks in there. Oh, wow! He's right there. Yeah, he's right there. <laughs> wow! Wow! He is right there. What's this guy's name? That is Libre. Libre. Yeah, okay. he's four years old. Their birthday was November third. So I just turned four. And these two are brothers. So they're, they're in case you guys couldn't tell, they're twins. Yeah. Wow. Well, different dads. So same parents, mom, dad. One came out melanistic, one came out spotted. Wow. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's wintertime here in Arizona, but there's probably at least 20 to 30 people. Standing around looking at these critters. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. And awesome. for the jags, we don't necessarily think of them as a, like a winter animal, right? right. Like we talked earlier, we, we you think of a jaguar, you think of a jungle cat, right? right. Some cru cruising the jungle in South America, but we have them in North America. We have them here in Arizona, and they're they're adaptable just like most other species are. They don't mind the weather, the cold winters. And historically, they are found up along the Mogollon Rim, even possibly here in Williams. The uh, the 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 yellow and black one is found in in Arizona. So, so that's a good question. So, 
melanistic jaguars or black jaguars much less common in the wild and I think I read that as only about 8% of the population is that melanistic color and those ones are only found in the jungles oh. because you think about a jaguar and the way they get their prey oh, they're, yeah. they're ambush predators yeah, so they hide dark. somewhere where they can camouflage themselves and they jump out and grab their prey being a black jaguar and especially living in the deserts in Arizona or any <laughs> doesn't desert work, work, doesn't work. really work it doesn't blend in and when it's hot out the last color you want to be wearing is black so he'd just melt into a puddle if you live in Arizona so the ones that we have in Arizona are the rosette pattern jaguars oh, spotted nice. jaguars and that camouflage blends into a lot more environments so it makes them a lot more successful do you know oh, well. about how many jaguars like that there are, like wild? So yeah, in the wild, the last estimation I'd seen was about 15,000, which oh, wow. is down from what it naturally was. But jaguar is an animal that's uh, like drastically affected by human populations. And in, in the United States, we have the Endangered Species Act, which protects all these endangered species like the jaguar. So they uh, are endangered. So they are, are they, so they're near threatened, almost endangered. They're okay. not there yet, but they're close. In South America, in Mexico, the way they go about wildlife laws is a little bit different. So uh, the way they think about it is whatever animals are on your property are considered yours. So what that means is if somebody has a jaguar that's eating their sheep or any of their cattle or anything, they can just kill it. Kill it. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, it doesn't work out well for the jaguar when they're not doing very well. And in general, the, I'd read that the most northern population of jags is in northern Mexico, southern Arizona, right? It's right there, mostly oh, nice. in Mexico. It's not boring. There's only about 150 animals in that population that they guess. So they typically and are in warmer climates. Normally warmer, but yeah. still, like I was saying, it, it doesn't, they adapt to cold stuff just fine. Like, and to help them out, because one thing that's important is the perception of what we're doing to our animals. Even though I know for a fact, both Nacho and Lee right here could handle the cold, but we don't want people to be worried about it because everybody thinks that's a big jungle cat. So all the rocks around the edge of the pond are heated to like 70 degrees. So it's like they got to wonder made. Nachos are yeah. just so sometimes I'm like, man, I'm gonna send the Jag home. He's gonna go home to my wife tonight. I'm gonna stay in here. It'll be great. We, yeah, yeah. Everybody wins. Wow, how, look how look how close. Look how close, literally right there. three inches, <laughs> just a piece of glass separating yeah. you from from this beautiful, beautiful cat. Now, you mentioned that you try to kind of limit the human contact. Like, um, wow, he just kind of jumped up there. Um, so he likes, he likes do, do the trainers actually go in with them, or do you so we don't do, keep that So we don't do any free contact with yeah, the yeah. big predators like the jags. Uh, all the training we do, and we train a lot, we train to open their mouth, do toenail clips, we want to be able to draw blood right, from the yeah. animals. So all that is through a, an area in their back in, our, in their lockdown. Uh, where we train them to stand up and we say up and they stand up on the fence we can clip their toenails all that good stuff but it's hard because people go in with lions tigers jaguars and definitely jaguars is the most rare that people go in with and the people that i know people go in with lions and tigers and have been in with jags and and people say that jaguars have the most wild kind of instincts out of all these big cats so most often you'll see people with lions and tigers and rarely somebody with jags but it still happens the people who we got the jags from uh, they trained free contact with them for a long time. Oh, okay. And and they're very experienced in doing it, and they knew exactly what they are doing. For us here at the park, we, we don't – the risk just isn't worth it, I guess. Sure. We can train and have the same type of relationship in a good way that – the ja- with the jags to the fence and we just don't have to worry about the extra level of safety mm-hmm. sure so keeps you and them safe it, it keeps them safe yeah every, everybody's safe all right well, well they, yeah, they they are, are. <clears throat> they are they are remarkable look at me he's just he's just looking at my son like lunch yeah so <laughs> both these cats one of the things they really like is little kids right. so when kids walk up to the enclosure they're like Ooh, they, they sit there and yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Beautiful, huh, right? Nice. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. That one looks like a panther. Photo up. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> so on the back here around the Jaguars, this is the, the last enclosure that we had for the walkthrough area. And some of the stuff that we're looking to do in the future is we hope to possibly get a hotel, kind of do the Animal Kingdom type idea. So we're gonna, the plan is to build it on the edge of the bear enclosure so in the morning you can open up your your window and there'll be a bear sleeping in a cave. So we gotta have that. Yeah, it'll be really cool. We have a pond here that we've dug the hole for. We just haven't finished turning into a pond. It's one of the many projects we have going on, and that's the the projects you see going on is one of the cool parts about Bear Zone is that there's always new stuff to see. And we have lots of space to build new things like that I talked about. We hope to get brown bears one day. We hope to have the pond done. We're building a, a new stage for a, a presentation, animal presentation we're going to do. So there's so many new things that we're doing that if you haven't come back in a year or two, there's going to be lots of new stuff to see. I, I had a great idea. What's that? Turn this into a flowing river and let the bear go fishing. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Throwing some fish, let them swim upstream. Yeah, I'm down. We, we oh. want to try that with the jags. If they looked at the trout, they're like, most of the time I will have to work for my food. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let that thing live. Yeah, yeah. So you want to make it over to go see the feeding of the? Oh yeah, the otter feeding. Otter, otter yeah. feeding. Let's, do it. Let's, Let's walk that. back towards Let's them. Yeah. What's your step? How much more time do you have to be? I'm sure you gotta. I'm got. I'm, I still work. To I could I could go till noon or however long you guys need to. I I can say I know you guys said you had something at one with we do, yeah. uh, deer farm. Deer farm, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be that we can go until then or however you. Uh, always always on those. Back at the otter feeding, and you said. How many staff do you have working here at Arizona? At the park, and I always get this number wrong. I believe seasonally it obviously varies, but I think it goes from like fifty to eighty. Uh, depending on summertime, we get a bunch more people up. Right, we right. get a bunch of teachers from the schools that drive buses and all that while they have their <laughs> summer jobs. Oh. And so, yeah, so you get a lot of field trips. Oh, man, lots of field trips, yeah. And there's lots of tours. We're pretty lucky with our location that we're right next to the Grand Canyon. So a lot of people don't know what Arizona is, but they saw a cool billboard on the way here. <laughs> so they stopped in to check it out, and luckily everybody likes us after that. So we, we're pretty lucky with the location being right next to the and, canyon. And the international visitors. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great oh, well. man, so many. All so right. many bus tours coming through. Let's step right up here. Have they already been fed? I think they might have already They look been all fed. fed. Fat and heavy. They're, yeah, they're looking pretty lazy. <laughs> All right. Well, we can. What we can do is I can go grab some smelt. Okay. Just uh, you guys are VIPs today. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. you. So I'll go get some smelt. Right. And we'll make sure we feed them a little bit. Okay, right. cool. So, awesome. Yeah, thank I'll you. I'll be back in like give me five minutes. That's great. Right Thanks, yeah. Dave. All right, we're feeding uh, feeding the otters some smelt. North American river otters. North American river otters. Now, why do we? Why smelt? What's good about a smelt besides it's inexpensive? <laughs> it's it's kind of just a good, healthy fish. When we they get a huge, varied diet, but for a feeding like this, you want something that's not too messy or sticky of a fish, so that all the public doesn't mind touching it. So in their diet, they get a carnivore diet, which looks like ground beef. They get trout, they get chicks and mice and bugs and fruit, all kinds of stuff, and also the smelt. But oh. the smelt is just an easy fish to hand out and toss in. So that that happens here for the public, can feed the fish. Where's How the, often? Once a day at 11.40. And when you're done, it's all restaurant quality smelt, so if you want to just take a bite out of one, feel free to do so. Uh, but also afterwards, we have hand sanitizer, which you were asking about, and it's right over here on the wall to our right on that nice wood wall. There you go. Yeah. We, as soon as, look, we couldn't get them to pay any attention to us. <laughs> Until you walked over here, they know, and and they saw Dave, and they said, "Oh, that's the man. He's gonna hook us up." <laughs> it's pretty fun. I just, like for me, it's one of my favorite parts about working with animals is that we have to build a relationship with them that they want to be around us, right? Whether we're giving them shots, giving them some type of medication, if an animal wants to be around you, it's gonna be a lot easier to get them that stuff than if they saw me and ran hid in the corner. Yeah. So it's fun, especially the otters, because they're one of the easiest to tell. They see us and they swim over to the walls, run up to the, run up to the walls to check us out, and so it's it's fun. It's it makes it it makes it really feel like they want to come, like they're coming to see Dave. But I know realistically, it's anybody in a bear's on a t-shirt. <laughs> They they happen to they happen to see that metal pot in your hand or something. Food time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is so
They are adorable. Oh, yeah. man. That's Actually, wonderful. Oh, oh, is that yours? No, it's not mine. Oh, oh, oh sorry. You don't want it to yeah, flow no, in the water. They, sorry. The thank you. The might look good with some cranberry butter on their lips, but <laughs> just in case. So that's a word to the wise. Just uh, be careful with is that yours? trash no, okay. when you're walking around the, the, the park here. That's right. Because the the animals don't know the difference, yeah. really. They'll they'll try and play with it, and they may ingest it, and that may do some harm to them. And, and we don't. That's the last thing that we come here to do. Yeah, we is, is hurt the animals. Don't need so. to get the vet here today. It's podcast day. That's right. <laughs> it's that's podcast right. day. We don't want to deal with the vet yet. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I think that we'll let you leave us here awesome. at the uh, at the hand sanitizer location. So, do you know? Do you know getting into the park, the costs of getting into the park, or is that something that people just need to go to Barizona.com and, and check it out? The best thing is go to Barizona.com and find it. You can find it. All of our information is on the website, all the numbers, all the good stuff. We have some pretty good deals where one of my one of my favorite ones is we call it a carload of pass. So uh-huh. if you have a van with eight seats in it, you only have to pay for five people to get in, and the rest in there are just including the car load so we have some like max payments that i think are pretty cool and different from other facilities sure. so you could you know bring your whole family up and that's one of the things sean casey the guy the owner who i talk about a whole bunch is a family guy he wants to make sure everybody has a family and take care of everybody so it's like if you have a big family we don't want to overwhelm people and have them pay 800 dollars just to come to the park with their giant family so we have the max car load where it's like oh paid for five everybody else is getting in i've that's been great. to other parks and other parts of the country where the weather is really nice all the, all the time yeah. and have had to uh, nearly taken out a small equity loan in <laughs> yeah. order to, to not only get in but also Just to, to, to yeah. get something to eat while I was there so that's a great feature it's, yeah, it's as cool. well so I think that I think that you've got a fantastic facility Thank you. I'm, I'm, I would love to watch it as it grows so we're, we're th- thankful that you were able to spend so much time with us Yes. Uh, two episodes of the podcast. That's amazing. Yay. So thank you very much for, <laughs> for, sure. for doing that. You have a wealth of knowledge, whether you're lying or not. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Caught me. <laughs> and I think uh, the kids had a good time. Kids, did you have a good time? Yeah. yeah nodding heads doesn't work on radio. Did you have a good time? Yes. All right. All right. Yay. Well, thank you very much, Dave. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, thank you to my thank beautiful so co-host, yeah, Stephanie, sure. for hanging out with us. And Aaron... Uh, I hope things uh, are getting better for you, but you missed a great episode, buddy. <laughs> Enjoy. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Being not so new. Do you want to learn more about solar energy and how to harness its power? Check out CaseArizona.com. The Conservative Alliance for Solar Energy is a nonprofit organization focusing on educating Arizona homeowners on the benefits of residential rooftop solar and renewable energy. Check them out at casearizona.com. That's C A S E A R I Z O N A.com. Thank you for joining us here, the Not So Native Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, notsonativepodcast.com, and leave a comment or two. Also, follow us on social media to get the latest update on our adventures. Until next time. Until next time.